Talking to yourself, Carly Rae Jepsen, you are listening to the DFS, the Demon Football Show. It is now on sale. I am one of your hosts, Torin Fahey, and I'm joined by my other Splendiferous host, Evan. I really like the name Splendiferous. Hello, everybody. I'm Evan. I'm the Splendiferous one. Splendiferous. It's a good word, isn't it? Splendiferous. Is it an actual word? It might not be. It might be. It's, I'm, I'm 50 okay, I'm going to Google this. It exists. Splendiferous. It means, well, basically splendid. <laughs> nice. Anyway, uh, we are both quite tired. Fair warning. Um, <laughs> you know, Evan's got a job and I'm lazy. Uh, so that's... Uh, actually, I do have two jobs. Yes, Evan's got two jobs. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I went to the gym, so I feel tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we might sound a bit tired. Yeah, and we might run out of conversation quite quickly. But, you know, we've got, we've got good vibes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got that. I have the energy to crap on Chelsea. It's going to be fun. Yeah, um, that is <laughs> leads us on quite nicely. The main thing we will be talking about is the uh, transfer window. Uh, it closed last night. The January transfer window. This is Lots the January transfer window special of sales. Special. I don't. I'm not sure if it was a record-breaking January. Uh, I don't know if the Enzo Fernandez oh, deal oh, is done or it absolutely was. Here we go. In the Premier League, 815 million spent this January. I mean, there was because Chelsea was buying everyone. Yep, and did the Enzo deal go through? It, after all, it did. Yes, because they they kept coming out with like every. I was checking my phone, and every five minutes it was like it's gone through. Now they're talking about the money. No, it's not yeah. gone through. Yeah, so gone through. I mean, we do have a kind of loose structure idea for this show, but we yeah. have to talk about the uh, British transfer record being broken. Yes, insane. Uh, it was Grealish at 100 million from Villa to City two summers ago and now it is uh mr enzo fernandez coming off a very strong world cup uh and now like it, breaking the record 107 yeah. million from benfica about that i did saw a video on tiktok and it's not just on tiktok it's on twitter a lot of people are arguing that and i want to get your opinion since we're both premier league fans and uh also mr des when we would call it barclays premier league but i'm not going to go to that but like there was so that uh, remind me the number again, which is the official number for the whole window. Million. Oh, wait, do you mean the overall window? Yeah. Oh, well, that's 815. So they were basically saying like the overall spending between leagues. And uh, there's always, there's a, a huge growing of people having that argument that basically Premier League has turned into the Super League. Kind of, yeah. I, do you it, believe that? Uh, I, I can see it somewhat. I think Super League's extreme, but uh, yeah, you do. It's a, it's a mix of the top clubs spending just as much if not more than the other top clubs but not only are there more top clubs in in, in England you know where you've got this idea of the you've now essentially got seven teams that could spend enormous sums consistently with the conventional top six that there's been the last few years and Newcastle as well now yeah and then you've just also got lots of other teams who can spend big money that you don't see in other leagues so for example the fact West Ham over the summer spent 60 million on Lucas Paqueta yeah a team not being in even the top seven in another league in Europe, being able to spend sixty million on one player—that's not. There's no precedent for that, really. Yeah, that in never the happened. other European leagues. So I there mean, is a big goal. It's kind of obvious why the other European leagues cannot compete. I mean, Spain and Germany have a, a weird rule where basically fifty percent of the team kind of belong to the people. The fifty plus one rule. I, I love the fifty plus one rule. You wouldn't, <laughs> because that would make like Liverpool, City, United, everyone broke. So be it. Honestly, yeah, I'd rather uh, I'd rather that. <laughs> and of course, my favorite league, the Italian league. Shout out to my brothers. They're filled with corruption. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> I, I I appreciate the new logo. I don't know if you've seen the new Juventus logo. No. There's a new logo. It's like I minus fifteen. Got one a few years ago. 
It, it says minus 15 on it. I don't see this. It's a, it's a meme, Torin. Oh, okay. It's, it's a meme. It's the minus 15 points. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, is that something... Is that, have you been following Serie A all this season? Because yes. I just know that Napoli have been like... Oh, they have already been it. crowned winners. And that's all I know. But yeah, Juventus got a 15-point uh, deduction. Well, some people will say it was the book. Some people will say it was logistics. Let's be honest, it's money laundering. Yeah, so that's... Well, what was the formal reason given for it? Uh, basically, they were putting on their books that they were selling players of bigger value and they were buying them on lesser. So basically, they sold someone for 40 million. The book said 60 million. Okay. And similar with sales. However, the government didn't knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and all that money were basically being turned into profit for the company, which is basically Juventus. <laughs> and profit is giving basically bonus to the board, which have all quit. Unfortunately, Nedved was there. Come on, you were my childhood hero. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, and now they have all been fined, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Italy. Yeah. They're one of the three teams who still wanted to be in the Super League, right, wasn't it? it was you, oh, yeah. Was them, of course, Real they're, Barca. Just, they're greedy. They're very greedy. Yeah. Them and Milan. Fun fact, speaking of transfers, one that I found very interesting. Inter Milan actually inquired about Maguire. Harry Maguire. I could see that. Why not? Uh, not? Him getting a fresh start somewhere would be nice. Uh, It's a top team. They're second in uh, Serie A. And I suppose at United, you know, with the... I'd say Varane Martinez is probably their strongest centre-back. I mean, ever since Martinez came, he's just... He is still technically club captain, though, isn't he, Harry Maguire? I think he is. But, like, he never starts. It's Martinez that's taking the completely... Which I do respect. Like, Martinez plays amazingly, so... Yeah, I mean... Let's go kind of to the kind of main thing we want to do and talk, yeah. talk about the essentially winners and losers of this January transfer window. Yes. So what teams did the best uh, in terms of their business? And so not necessarily who just spent the most, but who spent who spent their money the wisest? You know, who made the best and most necessary transfers for their team? Because it's important to remember, unlike the summer transfer window where you're kind of, you know, thinking about how someone might work for the long term, lots of January transfers are about we are in this position in the yeah. league we need these people like to do this thing for us right now. So there's a different context. I think that becomes quite interesting. Um, so, Evan, have you got anyone in mind who immediately kind of stands out as a um, as a winner, we'll say? I mean, or I think loser, it's... Which, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be mean and say it's winners, it's losers, and then there's Chelsea. Anyway, but I'm not going to go through that yet. When it comes to winners, the first one that pops into my mind, and I don't know if you agree, is Arsenal. Arsenal? Uh, Immediately, for me. I think both of their big moves are actually very smart. Yeah. Because right now they need depth to go for the... Literally to hunt for the Premier League win. And they got depth, literally. I think Trossard is a very valuable winger. And I think Jorginho is so underrated. I mean, I don't like how Trossard left Brighton. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest fan of, like, forcing the club and making drama and stuff like that. Granted. Uh, but I do feel his rates because let's be honest, he's been very performing very well with them, and then he was snapped by Belgium team. Yeah, <sighs> I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> not gonna enrage. No, I'm not speaking about Belgium. Anyway, <laughs> but I think he will fit very well. He's a perfect player to use as an extra body, basically. Right. And I think Jorginho is the most underrated of them all. Uh, there is a. Fo- a vocal minority, I have to say, of Arsenal fans who say, oh, we don't want Jorginho, he's a Chelsea scrap and stuff like that. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> he's a winner. I love Arsenal's team, but none of them have won anything yet. 
big. Zerzinio has won big both on his club and on his national team. So for me, he's experienced. He's very good in, in his field. And I think Arsenal has done very smart moves. They didn't went and bought everyone they found. Mm. Do you think Arsenal is a winner? I wouldn't put them there. I think they kind of had a fine window, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't look to them as a set winner of the transfer window. I mean, oh no, know, they're not the winner. I think a key yeah. thing to consider in that is that they had two big uh, targets, being uh, Mudrik and uh, who else, uh, Caicedo. You know, the two people yeah. who they were looking at, and they didn't get either of those people. I mean, they didn't so, even make a move for Rice, although they said that this is a summer transfer. Yeah. Uh, so the people they ended up getting instead. I think Trossard, I am a big fan of that transfer, was £21 million, I believe. Yeah. I think that is a phenomenal price. Um, the fact he can play across uh, that uh, attack, basically, you know, so that's a really good cover for where they are going to struggle uh, with depth. I think he's going to be... He is excellent for depth. Jorginho, uh, I mean, like, having an older head in the squads, I could kind of appreciate. And yeah. I think the... I sort of agree with the kind of idea of he's a winner thing. I think it is important to remember, though, he hasn't won a league title. Granted. He has won all the Champions League. That is a different type of mentality thing. You know, it's been cup wins for him. Uh, But I think the thing is with Georgie, there's a lot of like, when I think of this Arsenal team, I kind of think of, you know, excitement and like dynamism. And Jorginho is quite a kind of safe, conservative player with the ball. Um, and I I wonder how that will click with the rest of the team and Arteta's general plan. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, I think Caicedo, he's the back... Jorginho was a backup signing. Yeah, obviously. The aim was Caicedo, it didn't work. They still wanted to get someone, so they got Jorginho. And, like, in that idea, meh, sure. Um, but, it's, again, it's just... I think if he's cover for Xhaka, because I think Xhaka's been really excellent this season, mm-hmm. then that's fine. I think if they bring him in, I've got questions about whether he'd work. Yeah. Like, if he if he replaces Xhaka, I, I've got questions. But I don't think he's going to replace Xhaka. I think he's going to be a guy that you put on after like 60 or 70 minutes yeah. to bring some more, how can I say, defensive focus into the team. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. Literally, they uh, both of the transfers, the big ones, are literally... Backup transfers. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. They need depth. <laughs> the first team is winning, so... Are you becoming more of a believer in Arsenal? Uh, yes. I'm slightly becoming. at the same time, too. I don't... If I say I believe they'll win, they will lose. So I'm not going to say I it. don't know, man. Every uh, match and every week, I think, like, they make more of a believer out of me. And I'm like, yeah. I cannot believe this is going to happen. Um, I think if I had to pick a or one of the winners this might sound quite interesting considering it was quite a chaotic window for them but i'm going to say brighton um, okay okay i think the trossard fallout kind of meant it would be difficult to do anything with him in that team anyway so I mean, they yeah. got some decent money for him and then caicedo they kept and i think it's very important they did keep him because they don't need money right you know they sold basuma recently they've now just sold trossard they weren't in need of money. Like, if they sell Caicedo in the summer, maybe that's that would be better. But, like, right now, they want to do really well this season. Caicedo's been an important part of that. And although he released that um, statement publicly on his, like, social media saying, you know, thank you, Brighton, bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. He's now... I saw a report today that he was back in training today. So, yeah. clearly, Brighton as a club have handled the situation well 
where they've explored the transfer possibility but still kept in good contact with the player and made it so that he will come back into this team, you know, do his thing for the end till the end of the season, hopefully. I mean, I can see him I mean, living in the summer and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think both sides win because I think he will get more money if he lives in the summer. Yeah. And he might even get a more starter position. Yeah. Because let's be honest, if he left now, he was being eyed as a let's be honest, a secondary choice. Not at Arsenal. I absolutely not. They wouldn't spend seventy million and have him play back up to Granite Xhaka, no. Yeah. No, they no. Come on, Evan. No. Yeah, I'm not. Th- I don't think he, he would. He too. would have absolutely come in as a starter rate at uh, Look, Arsenal. He hasn't dropped Saka ever. Almost I cert- cannot see it. Almost certainly, at Chelsea, would have come in as a starter because of the previous relationship. Oh, Chelsea! With Chelsea will start anyone. It's like, fine. I, I think Caicedo certainly would have started. I disagree with that, but I think they've, uh, Brian's just important thing was that they didn't need to sell Caicedo. Like they could have made money, but they didn't need money in that moment. So I think it was smart to keep yeah. him. He's back in the team. And they were all, they've been playing well, exceptionally well these last few weeks without Trossard players like Matoma have stepped up. That Ferguson guy who has suddenly just appeared out of nowhere, you know, like Brighton just how, keep on doing this thing where they just pluck fe- players out of thin air and they turn out to be like absolute gold. Yeah. And they've bought two players um, this summer uh, or this January, sorry, uh, who never heard of Ayari and Buonote or Buonanote. Maybe in a few years they will also suddenly become yeah, of course. gods like Matoma has the last few weeks. Exactly. So I, I think... can see a transfer for him in the summer too. Yeah. Like it's being insane. Brighton has been exploding. They're amazingly at their job. Yeah. They find people that almost anyone doesn't see anyone about and knows anything about them. Then they develop them into something good and then they sell them for good money. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Um one uh, I have a another one of the winners in my eyes. Okay, yeah. Okay, since we talked about it before, I think it's Nottingham Forest. Uh, Forest, yeah, it's an interesting one. They so they, how many players was it in, in the summer? Was it twenty one in the end? Yeah, they it? got a lot. Yeah, it was. I think it was over twenty. And now they still brought in. Well, let's see, one, three, four, five, six, six players, which is mental. It's mental, but and some they, of them are good. Yeah. I think additions to keep them up in good form, so they won't be like anywhere close to the relegation zone. Yeah. They will be a bit more up. I think Chris Good is a good is a is a good shout. I'm sorry. I just think it's a very good one. Uh he is he's back up realistically. Like their yeah. their strike force has been beginning to work and they are and also slightly similarly to Arsenal they're kind of energetic excited players and Wood is not that Wood is a target man. He creates problems around him rather yeah. than being the problem himself. But what I like about Chris Wood is like he went to Newcastle, so they won't like uh, w- uh, while they were struggling and they could have like fallen down to Championship. And now yeah. he's going to Nottingham Forest to save them again. And I'm like every struggling uh, club will call Chris Wood every January. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, I mean, let's talk about the big one. I, it's a loan, but still they got Keylor Navas. A cheeky little Keylor Navas. <laughs> Pop him in Nottingham Insane. Forest. Insane. You're telling me a Champions League winner yeah. <laughs> is actually playing in Nottingham Forest. And this one, because I think, uh, is Dean Henderson, I know he had an injury. I believe he's still out. I think he's still out, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, not that it was a really long-term uh, injury, but still, like, although Henderson even playing well, they, I think Forest, if they're in a position where they can go, we could get someone really good on loan yeah. so that we don't have to worry about... Um, our, you know, because Wayne Hennessy's the backup, and I don't think he's quite. He's he's a solid backup, but at the same time, when you're in a uh, 
A scrub, basically. A relegation scrub. And also, considering Forest have betted absolutely everything on surviving this season. Exactly, yeah. You don't buy this many players thinking, well, we'll bank, we might go down to the championship. They have to stay up. Oh, yeah. Um, so it makes sense to kind of commit to that still and bring in a really, really class keeper. Like someone who's probably past his prime, but still. It doesn't matter, man. For a relegation kind of team in, potential team in Premier League, that's a very good signing, I think. Uh, I love Keylor Navas. I don't even have to explain. Yeah. I thought I would never fall in love with a keeper once. Uh, so once the Iker Casillas years were over in in Real Madrid, I was like, there's no way we'll ever replace him properly. Yeah. And then Keylor came in and I'm like, God damn it, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How can you do this? Yeah. You are even better. Um, uh, not jinxing it. We've been three out of three in the last few years with good keepers. <laughs> I know, Courtois uh, as well, yeah. Yeah, man, Courtois shows up. Uh, I love that I can see some old faces here as well. Felipe from Atletico Madrid and John Joe Selby. Uh, John Joe Selby probably is a decent signing, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. They signed too. Two, they've signed two Brazilians who I know nothing about, it, but they spent decent money on them. I mean, uh, Felipe too. He has won in La Liga. <laughs> He's yeah, not like so, that's a decent like mentality. I, I hopefully, I hopefully pay cares if that makes sense. As in, he's coming from a you know title challenging site, Champions League team to yeah. a bottom half to relegation side team. Yeah, I know what you say sometimes. So, and considering he's on loan as well, uh, yeah. I hope he cares. He's some. I feel like he he could be a disaster, but he could also be really good. But is that he's? It, it, I can't see him being like a fine signing it would be one end of the spectrum yeah it depends how much he cares you're right about yeah. that one John Joseph is fun I just see him again made me yeah. smile Bald Voldemort he was doing well at the start of how at the very start of how was kind of right in those first few months he clicked well in that midfield so he does still have some stuff in the tank like technically as a player he is fantastic he yeah. just has very little mobility and I will stop if you could work stuff around him yeah he's gonna he, be good he could do some good things yeah uh, anyone else you particularly want to talk about? I mean, uh, from winner's person? side, there's a lot of criticism to go around. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a couple of ones where I, they're not just they're not winners, but they're like okay. Mm. Uh, like for example, I mean Tottenham, it's all right. You got Poro, which is way better than <laughs> than uh, picking Emerson Royal, of course, for Christ's sake. Yeah, and you did the biggest coup of the year with Danzuma. Oh my God, what was that? It was insane because I was watching him taking his medicals in Everton on Twitter, yeah. and then the next day he's wearing a Spurs shirt, and I'm like, what happened? It's pretty mad, yeah. What was that actually? I don't, I still don't understand. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong, he's a good player. I like him. Yeah. Um, but Tottenham is kind of like hey, it's all right. I've, I've got a team that I'd say I spent well, um, and that would be Leeds. Yes, I think made nice. quite a few signings that seem pretty smart. Didn't really lose out much. The players they lost or kind of loaned out or sold were squad players. So Click, who was an important player previously for them, but mm-hmm. not playing anymore. Diego Llorente, same thing. Joe Gelhart's a kind of young prospect. So him going on loan is probably for the best. Uh, while he doesn't really get much game time. But in they did spend they spent a lot of money on the uh, Giorgino, Giorgino Rutter guy, the uh, France striker. I think over 30 million in the end on him. Yeah, it was like 35.5. Yeah, big money on him, on a young player. And he will probably be leading the line for them. Because although, uh, you know, players like Rodrigo, you've got Rodrigo and Somerville. Somerville's still very young. And from a winger anyway. And 
Uh, Rodrigo can have injury issues and also, although he started the season really well, isn't playing as good. But it's, it's difficult. So there might be quite a lot of pressure on him, but I hope he can perform. Um, Weston McKenney's a really smart player to bring on loan. I'm going to wish him the best about Jorginho yeah. because uh, I want to say that I'm not familiar with his game. I hope he becomes a big player. Yeah. But yes, the moment I saw Weston McKenney, I was like, America! <laughs> him America! Is, yeah. I mean, they've already got a decent midfield with... Adams and Rocker, but bringing in McKenny, you could just yeah run the full American. You can tell your uh, opponents bye bye, Miss American Pie. Yeah, <laughs> it, w- it would be fun. Like, um, bro, I've said that I've become a big fan of Leeds because of the <laughs> of the guy who runs their social media. Yeah, I haven't the, seen their social media. Oh my god, I love their TikTok because their TikTok, by the way, the moment McKenzie was signed, changed their logo basically. So it's the Leeds logo, but instead yeah. of yellow and blue, it's red blue, white, and has some stars in the background. <laughs> and then, like, the the American memes were so perfect. Yeah. They had the handshake from Predator between Arnold and... Uh, what's his name? Um, I don't remember his name of the other guy. And they had the handshake, and they were like... <laughs> so perfect. Mm. But, yeah, I, I think Winston McKinney is a good chance. He was very good in the World Cup. I liked him. Yeah, and they've also brought well. in a uh, centre-back from Salzburg. Uh, mm-hmm. Marshall's got experience managing there. Max, I mean, it is Woba, but I, lo- I like the idea of Max Woba. 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 My name is Max Woba. I'm here to play for Leeds in is the it Premier me, League. Is it me or... I think Leeds buys uh, pretty frequently from Salzburg, right? Uh, they have... Uh, maybe. Well, let's, well, Who is memed that they always buy from Salzburg? Let's, let's bring up the Leeds squad. Because uh, we've got Aronsons from Leipzig... Uh, as was Tyler Adams. Technically, that counts. Or was the it's Red Bull. Salzburg. Yeah, there's, they bought a few players from that system, and also Christensen, their right back, was from Salzburg. Yeah, see, I, I told you. That. Yeah, there's there's a few people. Yeah, they like the system. The manager himself. <laughs> yes, uh, obviously. Of yeah, so I think Leeds have set themselves quite well because they're, they're still in that. They're good. They're relegation good. Fingers also, they've looked at good positions, strengthened, been pretty impressed by them. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say as well. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Um. So do we talk about the meh and the bad ones? Uh, let's do a quick song and then oh, yeah, we come back to it. But no, no, no. I mean, I just noticed Mike's been live for 22 minutes and 22 seconds. No worries. Speaking. Play your song. Yeah. This is your student sound. Demon FM. Me and Evan waffle our opinions. They're not always great. They're not always informed. But they, they are opinions. And then she told me, it's called soccer. And then I broke up with her. Okay. <laughs> so, has it been going alright recently, Evan? I haven't asked you. How are you? I didn't. See, I haven't seen you this week. I haven't seen you this week either. Yeah. I'm actually happy to see you. Uh, has it been BBC stuff? A lot. Yeah. A lot of BBC stuff. A lot of my internship stuff, <laughs> as well as a deadline. Uh, yeah, we've both got a deadline coming up oh, on Friday. Two deadlines. Oh my god! I did my radio production this week as well. Oh, you got a radio thing, yeah. <sighs> and I was late for it. Anyway. <laughs> Unlucky. Did you see? Um, oh, you wouldn't have seen this. I was on. Uh, uh, for in first year, they're doing TV right now. Sorry, this yeah. year. Uh, hello, listeners of the Demon <laughs> Football Show. We'll get back to you in a sec. Me and Evan just having a little hard heart here. Um, so first year, they do TV as one of their modules, and they yeah. do a ten-minute TV show like we did. Yeah, uh, Leicester Live and all that. I, I was the guest on one. I was the guest on Isaac's one. It was oh, like no. Isaac, Brandon, Ria, um, the fresher Tom. That's the one that's very good, according to Adam. Yeah, I saw it. It well, I was in it. It was it was better than probably our groups. <laughs> Anyway, it might be better than the I I don't know. It's like, and the thing is, although right, they have the, around the same amount of hours, and they do have lots of. And, you know, it's the only thing they do for the yeah. Time that they do is it. block teaching. They yeah. started TV three weeks ago. 
Not the show. They started TV three weeks ago. I hate this. Yeah, it's, it's worrying. We're going to have to step our game up for this next one. Well, probably we will. Hopefully we will. Do you guys know what you're doing, like, in theme-wise? Uh, yeah, we're thinking, like, a... um, Kind of... We, we're aiming to kind of have something, like, inspired by Taskmaster. Okay. So we're, like we're not necessarily doing a set, like, Taskmaster thing, but some kind of thing where it's, like, people do silly challenges. Yeah, like a game so inspired yeah. by Taskmaster. I get it. Yeah, we're doing a music show. The yeah, music we know. Show, yeah. I don't know what is the other group doing. Group 2 said they might also do a music show. Hey, you know what? Yeah. It, it can work. Sometimes it can be easy. Fight to the death. Uh, we're going to fight to the death. It's going to be a neck and neck battle. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, welcome back. Uh, Football. Hi, hello again to listeners of the Demon FM, of the Demon FM DFS show. I am show. definitely going to keep this in in the Spotify oh, replay. Oh, that was a lovely little uh, know, yeah, catch right. yeah. We're not it. cutting stuff like that. I would have had it longer, but you know, like... <laughs> We probably should present. <laughs> oh, also, I should shout out that you can listen to the DFS not only on Spotify podcast, but from next week, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. It's podcasting time. It's one of the podcasts featured there. So oh, Beautiful. That's officially sorted then. Yeah, in, on Demon FM, of course. Yeah. Nice. All right. So we are talking about the January transfer window since the yep. deadline closed uh, yesterday. We're talking about the big uh, signings and the winners and losers. We've spoken about some of our personal winners. Uh, so we spoke. Uh, Evan picked out Arsenal and um, uh, Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. I chose Brighton and Leeds as two teams. I kind of noticed doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I now we're going to talk. Tottenham on the mare. Now we're going to talk about some teams mm-hmm. who we didn't think had quite as good of a um, January transfer window. Uh, do you want to go in with your big one now? Uh, what Chelsea? Yeah, I want to put them on the bad side because. because- they had an awful, in my opinion, <laughs> transfer window. Yeah. So, okay, let me explain. Before I rant on this, my problem with Chelsea is not the players that they sign, not that the fact that they are spending money. My problem is they have no plan. Like, they, yeah. there's no idea. I know that Chelsea fans used to, back in the day, complain a lot about Roman Abramovich buying people with no intention to use them. You're wrong. This is worse. I love Graham Potter, but he gives me the impression of someone who... He's very new to the job, obviously, and he can't exactly speak mm. up or, you know, stamp his foot on the ground. So I think Todd Ball is just steamrolling over yeah. him and just by players. I, I think you can, like, if I was to give a defence to the strategy, because I think the strategy is the worst part of the Chelsea window, I absolutely agree. Yeah. If you could give, like, some defence to it, you could argue there is some kind of focus on youth, you know. I, I don't think they signed anyone over, like, even 24. But here's the thing, yeah, it's not so, like I disagree with all of their transfers. But there isn't really, a, there isn't a strategy of how do we incorporate them into the team. Nothing. Uh, yeah, like... The only, the uh, so... Let's talk about their transfers. The one that I'm not against, which many people will be because it was very expensive, is Enzo Fernandez. I'm not against this. They need a centre midfielder. The guy is young. He's up and coming. I like it. I think it's this guy has the potential to be the next cross. It's good to give him a big stage. To to be fair, it could be way too early. Yeah. It's kind of a problem. I, I wonder, could they have got him for cheaper in the summer? Definitely, and but they needed a centre midfielder at the same time. I don't... But I, I would argue... This season's almost a write-off already. Oh yeah, and they didn't need a centre midfielder like a hundred million pound that badly. Exactly. Like I think that was just the Todd Bowley factor. He they, wanted yeah. the big transfer. They should have gone okay in the summer. Oh no, sorry, in January we will spend up to at an absolute maximum. Maybe they say you know we bought Mudrick for a lot, so maybe we'll spend up to sixty seventy. That's our cut off, and then we'll try and get him for around that price, which I think will be more realistic in the summer. But instead. They just kept. They just didn't kind of set a maximum spend. It seems so. They've got him. Yeah, I'm. 
I just worry about... I think Enzo Fernandez has a lot of promise. Oh, I yeah. just worry about, is this going to be a transfer we look back on and we are like, this was the ultimate World Cup hype. Yeah. Fa- uh, there's you know, a, there's, there's a chance it could be like that. It, it's got a few things. Yeah, so if we look but at like, the rest of their signings... But here's the thing. Mudrik is a similar transfer. Yeah. He has a lot of hype around him, but he's still a young, unproven yeah. midfielder. He's a winger, okay, granted. But, like, it's the same thing where, like, damn, did you really have to splash out that much money for this? Hmm. And I'm like, maybe he's going to be amazing. To be fair, in his first game, he did a good one too. He, he was, no, he was rapid in that game. He played well I, in the uh, highlights, I saw, you know, on uh, the match today. Like, boy was quick. I think he set the speed record at yeah. least this season. I mean, he has um, upside. He can be so amazing. Like, he is rolling around at the speed of sound. He's got places to go. He got to follow his rainbow. Ah. <laughs> uh. Rolling around at the, the speed, speed of sound. <laughs> I actually have it on the system. Oh, let's put we'll put that on next in oh. like ten minutes. Or so Sonic fans over here. <laughs> um, we but, can escape from the cities, so uh, we yeah. will escape Chelsea. Don't worry. <laughs> um, um, my favorite thing was like when people were actually posting free Enzo on Twitter, and I was like, "You guys are the prison. You kind of don't realize that. <laughs> How are you gonna free him? You're the prison." Yeah. Um, and of course, my favorite transfer of them all. Of course, they had like uh, other names we can talk, but please let, let me go to my favorite. An amazing Zal Felix move. I love it when you pay 11 million for having someone for half a season. Yeah. As a loan, and he's not even a proper striker. It is a weird. I mean, let's say let's look at some positives. At least they didn't also sign Nkunku. What is like, the positives? Yeah, they couldn't sign Nkunku. Thank God. I mean, and I think one big risk, from what I understand, what is Al Felix doing here? Yeah. I don't understand this. I get it. He doesn't like Simeone, but he could go anywhere. Yeah, I think from what I understand, the Chelsea strategy and how they are spending this much money is. Due to the fact that maybe kind of... I'm not actually... I don't, I'm not going to credit to Barcelona because I don't know enough about the Barcelona situation to compare it to. But um, they are spread... They're giving people long contracts. Therefore, the oh, payments... Yeah. Are, they're not handing Shakhtar, for example, 80 million right now. The Mudrik contract Obviously. is eight years long, I believe. Yeah, something So they like hand that. out, you know, maybe like 8 million pounds a year and it adds up to the 80 million. Um, but that... If these transfers don't pay off... Exactly. They are you putting have... themselves in a really bad long-term position. You have someone under contract that you're forced to pay, yeah. and if that player doesn't feel like playing, you could have someone sitting at home while paying them millions. Yeah, like if we look at Madrid, uh, how old he is right now? So he is 22. They've got him on contract, and oh no, he, t- he turned 22 this month. Uh, oh no, 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 but they signed him after the fifth January. So going back on myself, um, he is 22. They have him on contract till he's 30. <laughs> insane so if they can't sell him you know that is so much money going why would you buy, sign someone for eight years even if you're such a great yeah. generation on talent eight years is a lot man and it's the i just look at this it, all of their spend all of their spending and i think you know you get you get one of fernandez and madrid you don't get both exactly. you don't spend 200 million on two people exactly you know like and again, it's the January transfer window. I yeah. know that Chelsea historically does something stupid on this window. Like, you know, Higuain, Torres. They usually do something stupid. Anyway, <laughs> it's January. It's their yeah. month. I think, like, the only transfers that I think are kind of rated in terms of a January transfer and a fine amount of money spent was uh, the 
I was going to say the right back they brought from Leon, but I forgot they're loading him straight back and for the rest of the season. Yeah, so, so weird. So I was going to say, like, well, it makes sense Reese James is injured, you know, so. Yeah. But never mind, he's got loaned straight back, so uh, he What's won't be. What's the point? Um, back up, yeah. Uh, but Bazzi Ashile seems, seems solid. Yeah, yeah, uh, he seems all right. I think new centre-backs, that's something they could do. Not bad. Uh, I get, I like, a new centre-back. I didn't think they needed more because Fafana can come back from injury. Obviously. Uh, Silva is still performing at age 47 or whatever he's at um you know i don't like, as you said the rest of the transfers are yeah. pretty all right and then they did a few like kind of yeah. classic chelsea things of buy a young player for cheap and then yeah. you'll never hear of him and then you hear that they sold him for a profit like yeah and but, it's funny because it's like yeah look there's a lot of great talent here but it's not like chelsea has ever fumbled talent before right yeah. mr salah Mr. De Bruyne, <laughs> they I, they fumble a lot of talent. When you, yeah, they're, they're just, very bad at it. I and I mean Potter's got a very difficult job of trying to fit so many of these people in. I don't envy like, him. He must have a huge headache right now. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be it's gonna be difficult, especially considering there's a lot of existing talent in the squad as well. It, it's a fascinating case. I, I mean, I could say that it's a really interesting yeah. thing to look at. But I really do not know how I, it's going to work out for them. I'm really hoping he can get some control over this yeah. in the summer. I don't want his tra- summer transfer to window to be like this. It will destroy him. It will destroy any manager. I'm sorry. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> I think if I was now going to say, though, moving on to a... Mm-hmm. Who I think is probably the biggest loser of this January transfer window. And that is Everton. Yes. Uh, they're in a relegation battle. Um, and although I think their squad is good enough for the most part. I think their defence is fine. Yeah. I think their midfield is good. Maybe could bring someone in for depth, but, like, I think uh, Iwobi's been a really... has transformed as a player the last yeah. year or so. Uh, Anana's been a really good signing from the summer, and like Idris Agay is a solid enough player to have in with them. They maybe need a further... Anyway, what they needed was another attacker. They have not been able to replace Richarlison. Calvert-Lewin, you can't rely on due to injuries, even though he's yeah, a good player. Neil Mopé has not worked. Um, Damari Gray is their top scorer, but again, he's not really a striker. They're always having to kind of play him half as one. So they needed some kind of like a talent, attacking talent. They sell Anthony Gorn for 40 million. That was another uh, one of those dramatic which, transfers. Yeah, it was an interesting one to him to go to Newcastle. He was clearly angling for a move, for a move though. So, and I, Do you think he's needed in Newcastle though? Uh no same I was like I like him actually you no know, you know what maybe like... maybe um not the fr- oh, oh, so th- Maxman and uh him on the wings would make so I think you could argue they didn't have a defined kind of two mm. wingers yeah okay you can and say they some- only had one am I forgetting about someone I feel like I'm forgetting about someone I'm gonna have to quickly pull up the Newcastle yeah. squad uh because but I was feeling the same I was like oh, I don't I think it's that necessary. Yeah, I think not that it's going to oh, be bad. Miggy. Oh, our we Miggy. forgot. Wow, but my apologies. But, but Miggy, Miggy plays Almeron. also as SM, I think. Too. Uh, he's uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like he drops. I think. But yeah, Anthony Gordon to kind of they if they're looking to compete in Europe and go far in competitions, they made it to the final of the Carabao Cup uh, last yeah, night. Yeah, that's insane. Actually, so yeah. if they are looking to compete, they do need more than two. Good wingers. So Gordon, I kind of got as a, a signing. He's a bit of a risk in terms of, you know, is he necessarily proven yet? He's shown bright sparks, but it's only sparks and it's Everton, yeah. so it could be uh, it could be the best or the worst. We don't know. Yeah, he's a difficult one to say. But anyway, he's now going to Newcastle, and so I didn't mind Everton selling him, but they then needed to bring someone in. 
They brought Sean Dice. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> He's they, not a player. Okay, but... yeah. Sean Dice is the manager. Honestly, I I love Sean Dice. I, I love like, him too. I kind of. It's difficult. I was going to say I like the idea that he'll be able to do more attacking wise of a squad, but. The strengths in Everton right now are their defensive capabilities, and they don't have any exciting attacking prospects. Here's the so. thing. I am, like, happy and sad about Sondheis. Like, I'm happy because I think Sondheis is a good choice. Yeah. And I think he might be what Everton needs to keep them up. However, I am desperately believing more and more that Everton is the one club that really needs, like, personally needs to be relegated. Yeah. I think the only way they can literally realize what they are is to be relegated because if he keeps them up, the same season is going to be the exact same thing. Yeah. Then what? <laughs> so I think Everton, unfortunately, like I don't want them to be relegated. But at the same time, it's obviously that the management doesn't know what they're doing. Mm. Clearly, I mean they didn't bought a single player. <laughs> yeah. It's... The management is bad. I'm sorry, it's just bad. It's if I wonder if this Gordon sale has kind of been used to balance the books for them. Probably. You know because they had spent so much. And although they didn't spend much in the summer, like they still maybe had kind of long-term things they trying to balance the books for when this was doing it, but it might come at the cost of their Premier League survival because I think, yeah. they really do need attacking numbers and they didn't get them. Hey, uh, sometimes maybe it's for the better. And yeah. I think it will be for the better. I think if it happens, it's going to be good for them. I know uh, it sounds weird, but trust me. Yeah. I think it's difficult. To, I wouldn't say there's any other kind of absolute losers no there isn't losers there's more meh for example okay let's talk about Liverpool getting Gagpo is a W in general he's a great talent yeah but getting only Gagpo is a bit meh yeah Um, um, how can I explain this I think you need center midfielders and center backs badly I don't think you've bought one I think yeah we could have a center back I can as a backup, yeah. Yeah, I could. Well, centre back, I can. I'm fine. We didn't buy one in January because, even though Van Dyke, we we are heavily reliant on Van Dyke. He's injured. Um, I think he's injured. We do still have, even with him and Canate is probably our second best centre back right now. Injured, we still have Matip Gomez, um, and Phillips. So I, I think we might have had to spend quite a bit on a centre back, and then, you know, one of them or Ibrahim Canate wouldn't have started regularly for us. So. I, I can at least understand not buying a centre back, centre midfielder. It's a it's disappointing. I'll say yeah because it is an area where we need dynamism, people who can really press. That's what we've lacked. Like yeah, I get it. The people uh, are exhausted. Season. You need someone new. Yeah. It happens. But if it was a case where I really hope they're being smart. Cause Liverpool are consistently smart with their transfers. I think with their money, definitely. Bar a few exceptions in the uh, FSG kind of era. So since twenty. 20- mm. 14, 15, so around that. We've been smart of our money and transfers. So I'm willing to believe that they didn't do a kind of Chelsea thing and go, yeah. you know, we will just get a midfielder for the sake of it. No, um, obviously. But, and I, I know that yeah. the strategy probably is let's save money for uh, if, if it's Bellingham. Let's wait, or if it's just let's wait for the summer yeah. and we can buy someone we're happier with. Yeah. You know, but that's the thing is, um, what happens until the summer? It's very if if you get yeah. if you're you're probably not getting top four. There is a chance. There is a chance. I think no there is says- because we were in a similar place, not in terms of uh, league position this yeah. time, 
two years ago. You know, the season after we won yeah, the league. Yeah, that was a difficult. There was a bad slump, and then somehow we ended up in the top four. I, I don't, I don't even know how it happened. I highly doubt Newcastle and Manchester United are going to fumble. Uh, it's, so. it's interesting. I think that we've had that conversation before. Yeah, though, but yeah. It, not signing a, Jan- a midfielder this January might be better for business but come at the expense of a top four place. Yeah. It's fine. Like a fifth or a sixth place, it still guarantees you Europa League. However, some players will not be happy to transfer to a team that doesn't have Champions League football. You yeah. have to know that. It happens. So that might actually hurt a lot of possibilities, especially for the big one. Let's talk about it. It's probably Bellingham. It's difficult to convince him if you don't have Champions League football. Yeah. What do you think about United? I put them in the mayor, but like... Uh, their backups are fine. I think they may they didn't really need many signings, yeah. so uh, like fine, I guess. Sabitzer is a nice. You know, I think yeah, Ericsson gets injured a few days before the transfer window, so I think bringing in Sabitzer it's fine, pretty smart on a loan, right. so it's not a massive financial commitment. Yeah, I think that's some smart business. You know, alleviates a bit of the pressure on uh, McFred whilst if Casemiro will ever be out. Yeah. Um, like yeah, I don't think it's groundbreaking but I actually think a bit of stability was nice for the players already exactly, there yeah. as a, it's a kind of show of confidence in them I mean Wakehorse and Badladder are also loans so they only did loans this week this yeah. year which fine that's good yeah again just nice backup that's it not mm. bad um, I've the other Manchester club though although generally yeah. quiet everywhere else the big f- and it came for me it came out of nowhere even though he hadn't been playing as much. Jao Cancelo suddenly leaves to go to Bayern Munich. It feels like the situation escalated in the last couple of two or three weeks. Yeah. Where it was kind of noticeable and like very noticeable that he was not starting. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Then I saw Nathan Ake on left back and I'm like, all right, maybe this will work. Then Nathan Ake scores against Arsenal in the FA Cup and yeah. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> because he is a very good young talent, let's be fair. Oh, he's... He's about 25 now, Nathan Ake, really? I'm pretty sure. I thought he was younger. He's been around a while because, you know, the Bournemouth days, uh, the Chelsea... Really? 27. I thought he was younger. He's 27. Nah. Wow. That man doesn't look as 27. Anyway. But, no, him and Rico Lewis, and they've kind of... Mm. They've been trying this kind of, like, free-at-the-back thing as well, where there's not as much of the the defined Cancelo role isn't there as much anymore. Yeah, and he, uh, as I said before, like... Pep doesn't care how big you are. Yeah. He has gotten rid of a lot of big names. You know, Henri and Ibrahimovic. Uh, uh, Ronaldinho. Uh, Barca, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Samuel Eto'o. Yaya Toure. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't care. To be fair, that's how he should be. I like him. He's a, He has big something energy, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Which I respect as a manager. He's one of the guys and he knows it. But I don't... I don't think it... See, it's weird because like on the one side, it's a big transfer. But at the same time, I don't think City will hurt. Mm. And I think Bayer will literally just improve with him. So yeah, it's a win-win. I cannot think of it as a bad transfer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I think City will have to see how they do without him. Because Rico Lewis is only 18. I think it's important to remember. Yeah. You know, He's coming through. He's getting some game time. I suppose rotating between him and Ake it's all right. is solid. But... I, you want to kind of, if they're looking for someone who can make a difference in a game, especially when they are chasing the title this season, yeah. they're not in control of the race, they're chasing it. Could someone like Cancelo make a difference? <laughs> you know, that's the thing with lots of these transfers, it's these interesting we'll things see. where we'll see about that. teams are compromising and you wonder kind of, um, it might be smart financially, but does it come at the expense? Quick thing about the small oh. teams. Yeah. Uh, I really don't understand why Aston Villa let Danny Ings go. Um... <laughs> 
They need more people like who can score. He's not that bad. I don't mind it, I've got to be honest, because, like, you know, this is Emery's first window, if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah, so if he wasn't seeing stuff in Ings, that's fine. I don't think Ings has actually done very well at Villa. You know, he's, that's all right, yeah. he's been fantastic at Southampton. He's got had an over 20, go- uh, 20 goal season. Uh, goes to Villa, didn't really do much. Uh, you know, struggled to even guarantee himself as the first starting striker over Ollie Watkins. Uh, so, if they're looking to free up some funds, yeah, uh, um, also, you know, also they bring in a young striker from the MLS uh, to kind of play back up to Watkins. Yeah, and I'm happy they fine. actually gave Alex Moreno a chance for a Copa del Rey winner. Like yeah. him a lot, good centre back. Uh, yeah, pretty much all right. Should we roll around at the speed of sound? Uh, what put on the song? Yeah. If you can, you put it on Zeta then. And then uh, let me just open Zeta because let's I have, do it. I haven't opened Zeta yet. And then we'll just kind of do. We might do a quick speed fire um, round of a few interesting teams. Yes, why not? So another one that I mean, I don't know how to exactly say it. Uh, I mean Barcelona didn't do a lot of transfers. They sold some players because Real Madrid did nothing. Yeah. Fine, we're saving for the Bayern, um, well, they, you know, brought in Cancelo. Yeah. And then also randomly, Neuer gets injured, and they're just like, all right, we'll just buy one of the other best keepers in the league and bring in Jan Sommer, <laughs> which is pretty insane. That was insane, yeah, too. Like, says a lot about the state of Ger- of the German, you know, league and the um, gap in... In the German league, there's one Dom, exactly. and the rest are subs. Yeah, the gap between Bayern and everyone. Uh, uh, you got the song up? Give me a second. <laughs> Don't tell me you're typing and rolling around. I have it. No, I have it, but for some reason I cannot see them. Why is it messed up? What? Z- yeah, Zet is a bit odd. How do today. I put it now then? Uh, put it under N95, I think. I don't have a. You, you'll be surprised. Just write the words Escape from the City, you'll find it. Alright, let me let's see if I can. It's from the Sonic Symphony 30th anniversary. Got I'm you. a big Sonic fan, by the way. Does it load up first there? Hmm. Uh. If I double click it, no. Uh, if I press play, it comes up with an Arctic Monkey song. That's interesting. It came from the city. Uh, what if we then drag it underneath? No, you're gonna get some Arctic Monkey, then we'll come back to for the final few minutes. You'll be getting that in a sec. Sorry, I didn't. I forgot to put a pause on uh, Arctic Monkeys. Uh, you are listening to the DFS. Uh, we're just gonna wrap out the show quickly with a rapid fire coverage of some other interesting teams in the January transfer window and what they did. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to just keep with the Prem for now. Uh, Wolves made quite a few signings yeah. uh, I thought were interesting. A uh, big one being Mateus Cunha from Atletico on loan. They needed some goals and they needed a more attack, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a good player to get. Like, it's fine. Pretty solid player. Um, I also thought Pablo Sarabia from PSG for only four million. That was actually good. Um, not that I'm like, Sarabia's a kind of game changer. I imagine he'd be a probably solid squad player oh. for them, but four million is a Good deal in this uh, <coughs> in this economy. They also bring in Craig Dawson from West Ham, some to shore up the centre-backs because they've kind of got a bit more of an experienced centre-back pairing now that Bolly left her. Cody's gone, basically. Uh, it's The only other interesting thing, Carlo Guedes already out on loan after spending £30 million on him, I think it was, in the summer. Yeah. So that was a, you know, interesting. If he's gone forever by the summer, then what a weird transfer that will have been in total. Uh, yeah, it's still a bit odd. Uh, anyone you've got... What if we put every Premier League manager in a battle royale to the death? Who would win? Sorry, I was researching our video ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea. Um, anyone... And why would it be Conte? 
<laughs> He's a bit scary. Who else is interested? In Southampton spent quite a lot. Uh, they broke their transfer records on Suleimana. I'm used to Nepenthes calling him Suleimana Carter Grind. What? From, um, anyway, from FIFA. Sorry, but they uh, made a few smarts that brought Orsic in at the start of the window. Uh, this Suleimana winger guy seems quite promising. It's another young player, which I think is a risk for I mean, Southampton when you could argue that's one of the things costing their team. But this is something I, I forgot they'd loaned out Bednarek to Villa in the summer. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I hadn't seen him play at all for Villa. Uh, but, you know, they needed a bit of experience. Bring him back. Smart idea. Why not? Get him in the team. They need some experience. I, I He's mean, a solid player for them. What you said, like, oh, I'm afraid, like, being going Yag might cost them. That's what Southampton does. That's the Southampton it's what classic. It's what they've done this season, yeah. They usually do it. They always go for younger players. Uh, I think they had a kind of older squad. You know, they sound like Romeo, Walcott, as kind of players in their team the last few years. Like, But anyway... Um, um, Dan Ings went to West Ham, as we said. That's... Yeah, West Ham probably couldn't have spent much because they spent, yeah, I don't think so, they had they spent money. 160 million in the summer. I don't so. know if he's going to make that much of a difference. Uh, I think... It's a, it's an interesting one to sign because it, it, again it feels like they've got a, what should be a good squad but it's just not clicking for them right now. I have no idea. But how... yeah, potentially Ings is another goal scoring option when Skamaka and Antonio don't work. Eh, yeah, sure. Um, it's at least someone who's guaranteed proven goals in the Prem. Uh, Leicester. I was about to ask them. about that. Yeah, I was about uh, to... They signed a winger from Lyon Tete. They also brought in a guy uh, from Stoke, Sutar, uh, who did well at the World Cup for Australia. A centre-back to try and sort out stuff there. Maybe means they don't have to play Daniel Lamarty at centre-back. Um, start a pairing between Fe- Wu- the, the Belgian guy who has an annoying-to-say name and Sutar. Yes. That could be good for them. I mean, uh, they and- broke, I think, the Dennis transfer window for Christiansen, right? Uh, Something like that. They, they broke some record for like a Dennis player. Maybe, yeah. With uh, Christensen. I don't know what is the exact tennis record or anything. Uh, but probably the most important thing for them, they kept James Madison. Exactly. Oh, my God. I was having such a anxiety. Madison helped by the fact he was in, he's injured right now. So yes. But the moment something. I saw his links with uh, Newcastle, although it would be a good thing to have Howe managing James Madison, that would be killer for Leicester right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was scared. Uh, if you want to sell him, sell him in the summer. Jesus. Yeah. I think... You know, because there are 20 seconds of the show, we will leave it there. Yeah. We want to rapid fire some songs. We will end with uh, the song that I imagine Mudrick played to himself five minutes before coming on in his <laughs> debut. Because he was going rapid. That has been Evan. This has been Torin. DFS. So no, longer off. on sale. Go away.